Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, it's great to have you here with us today. And uh, afterwards, you can sing along with carols. Christiane's going to be singing some. And uh, so have some fun. Hang around, please. And like Jonah said, if you're a visitor, we'd love to say hello and get to know you and have some uh, free food. I can't promise it's very healthy for you, but, you know, you can earn it off this week. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a great afternoon. And let me pray just before I get started. Hey, Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for worship and celebrating you. And we give you glory today, Jesus. You are the King of Kings. You are the reason we're here. You're the reason for everything. And we give you glory today and we pray that you would speak, that you would move, and that you would do and say whatever you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if any of you, I think you might have, but you might not want to admit to this, you've had the rocking up to school or work in your pyjamas dream. You know that dream? There is a worse version of it. <laughs> Good to have Russ back. He, you're, you're on my page. There is a worse version, but we'll keep it at the pyjamas version. It's not a very good feeling, is it? And it's so real. I mean, you're, you're in the dream and you're literally at school, aren't you? Or you're at work and, and you're there, you feel isolated, you're alone, everyone's looking. For me, it was down here at school uh, and lining up, you know, when you line up before you go into class, lining up. And I'm like, oh, why am I in my pyjamas? Why did I wear them today? It's the most ridiculous of things. Now, why on earth would I start a sermon in that kind of way this morning? Because this is what it can feel like sometimes when you're the only believer in the room, when you're the only one who believes the truth about Jesus Christ in your workplace, at your university. Let me tell you, at university, it is a bombardment against Christianity. And in other areas of life, maybe with your family over Christmas, maybe with friends uh, in this season, maybe you're the only believer or you're the, you're the odd ones out. You're the Christian family and everyone sort of looks at you. You don't have all the fun. You don't do all the other stuff. And you feel like you're rocking up in your PJs all the time. Well, let me tell you, the majority are not always right. The majority are not always right. History proves that time and time again. Mark Twain said this, When you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to reform or pause and reflect. Now, you might think I'm talking about vaccine mandates or something crazy this morning. I'm talking about the gospel. But what we're looking at here is a world that very quickly is disappearing away from gospel truth, disappearing away from what love really is, disappearing away from principles that you and I have known to be factually true, or the Bible speaks about really, really clearly. Let me give you some examples in our society that you would be encountering just like me all the time. And there's, there's just a mass assumption in these arenas that, 
things that we know to be true from Scripture and from our relationship with Jesus Christ that the world completely disses. It completely does not believe in. Let's have a look at science. Science will slam you down for believing in creation. Creation. The basics of creation. Now, there's slight interpretations of timelines of creation, but the Bible is pretty clear in Genesis that God created the heavens and the earth. And that his spirit actually hovered over the waters. And so if you read Genesis, you don't really need to read a scientific book on how the Big Bang came about and the earth was this and the time frames. And the majority are not right on that. And that's just one thing. There's a whole list of things in science that we can look at that we can go, man, they talk as if it's absolute fact when it's absolutely not. Carbon dating's another one, the Big Bang, etc., etc. The medical fraternity. Here we are. In, and do you ever find it strange when we live in a day where LGBTIQPQZ, whatever, all this stuff is, is rammed down our throat? It's rammed down our throat as if it's absolute fact. Your gender fluidity, there's you know, 66 or 77 or 80,000 different genders. And, and all of this stuff is taken as an assumption to be true. The majority are not right on this. The Bible is right on this. We have a, we have a medical system. We have a medical system that knows there's two genders. They, they actually know that. They absolutely know it. They know chromosomally, hormonally, every other function of the body, biologically, they know there is only male and female. And yet we have a world that where we, even our generation and our young people, are made to think like they're fools for believing gender is binary, male and female. You are not a fool if you believe the Bible. You are not a fool if you believe the truth. The majority does not rule when it comes to these kind of ideological things. Because the truth is there's an agenda behind these things. And the agenda is anti-God. When we look at evolution, it's anti-God. It's anti-creation. When we look at gender fluidity, it's anti-God. It's anti-His Word and His way of creation. And so we see that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But if he can deceive, he can win. So if he can just deceive us on little fringe issues, then he begins to migrate inwards, closer to core issues. And that's where we're, we're at now. The media. Well, I don't really even need to say anything about the media. Someone's tempting me. The media. They're, I mean, it's just a propaganda machine. A propaganda machine. The mainstream channels, they're just a propaganda. You just roll out whatever the agenda, whatever the slant they want to put on something, that's what will happen. We had one hot day this week. You would have thought the sky was falling in with a heat wave. The way that, oh, it's 37 degrees, you know, climate change, climate change. It's one hot day in December. Don't fall for the propaganda. You might be thinking, what have I come to today? Pat Mercedes left weeks ago. <laughs> there, we, we have to be awake to this stuff, don't we? 
And what's this got to do with Christmas? Well, at Christmas, you would think that really all it's about is, is some nice singing and some nice lights. This is in the West, okay? It, this is if you live in, in our Western bubble. If you don't live our Western bubble, it, it can mean a whole lot of different things. But in our Western bubble, it's nice songs, it's carols, it's getting together for family, and all of that's good. But really, it's about that man, that man, Jesus Christ, who wants to walk into your life and he wants to transform your life. He wants to meet with you. He wants to speak with you. He wants to get to know you. He wants you to live in his ways and experience his blessed life. All the other stuff, all the other stuff is froth and bubbles. It's just, it's, just, it's just the surrounding. But it's all about that man, Jesus Christ. And so in this season, don't fall for the propaganda. I'm not saying don't have trees. I mean, here we are. We have trees. You know, all that stuff. It's, it's whatever it is, it is. But it's not the celebration. The celebration is that man, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You wouldn't necessarily know that if you listen to the media, but... I'm going to leave that there because that can be another sermon when there's less people here. <laughs> the economy. Let me talk to you about the economy for a minute because this is something that I, I have some vested interest in. I've been a businessman. I've been in, uh, involved in the stock market for 20 years and cryptocurrencies and gold. And, you know, I like all that stuff. But I want to tell you one thing about the economy is just a big balloon. It's just a big balloon and it's blown up by debt. It's blown up by, by manipulating of money and printing more money and credit cards. Our nation lives on a credit card just like the US. We, they live on a credit card and they pump more money into the system. And if we pump more money into the system, what happens? House prices go up. Everyone's happy except if you don't own a house. And, and so we, we live on a debt cycle. We live in a system that isn't really godly. It's, there's a fake system. I don't know if you've ever thought about it like this. Maybe it's the first time you've ever heard. But the whole economic system in the West, is, is, it's an inflated system. And so when we realise that, we can't even trust that. We can't trust that. The majority in the economic system do not rule. Because one day there comes a reckoning. And there does come reckonings and cycles in the financial markets and no one can stop it. And believe me, it will happen quicker than the blink of an eye now because things happen on a nanosecond on the stock market in, in the economic sector now more than ever before. No one can stop that. The majority doesn't rule. Don't follow the herd on that kind of stuff. And so you might be thinking, where is this going? Let's just look at a last couple of two areas where the majority really doesn't rule. The majority of the ideology doesn't rule. Let's look at education. I said before about the universities. You know, the universities have been taken over by the left. They're dominated by the leftist thinking. And so when you think about it, things like fact, I mean, I would love to sit in on a biology class at university and find out how on earth do they, do they explain chromosomes now? I don't know how they explain that now, but I'm sure someone can explain it to me, but it's ridiculous. And yet the, the, the universities just pump this stuff out. Some are worse than others, but they just pump this stuff out. In the US, it's just, it's just mayhem. It's just a leftist propaganda, propaganda machine. The majority does not rule even in our education sector. That's why we need great Christian schools like Southern Vales. 
I don't know if you've ever thought about this stuff, but I am going somewhere, okay? And I promised you a short sermon, all right? So politics, politics. You know, honestly, there are so many long-standing politicians, career politicians uh, that, that, you know, they, they've done their best, but ultimately there's very few with a genuine integrity to better your life with a genuine integrity for biblical truth, a genuine integrity for family values, for truth, for righteousness. And, and the, the clearer you get on the gospel, the thinner the crowd gets. The majority does not rule in politics. And that's why often we need a balance of power of a mon- minority. That's probably what we need here in SA and federally. And so it's interesting times where the the majority are going to say a whole lot of things. The majority are going to say a whole lot of ideologies. We do not believe just in ideologies. We believe in the Bible. Because ideologies can come from any agenda, from any direction. So this is why we need to understand what is truth. What are the motives behind people espousing certain ideologies and beliefs? And we get back to Scripture and we say, what does Scripture say? And there are times where it's, it's great for me because it pulls me back in. It pull, pins my ears back. And I don't go off on tangents. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 says this. Um, when Jesus was talking about how to get into heaven, because he's talking about leaving and they're getting worried. He's like, okay, here's how it's happened, guys. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. If you are in this room today and you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to do it today. Because through Jesus is that narrow gate, the small gate where you access eternal life. You get to experience heaven for eternity. It's the golden chalice, if you like. It's eternal life. There is no other way to reach the Father in heaven but through Jesus Christ. He is the narrow gate. There are lots of wide gates. There's lots of ideologies. There's lots of different faiths. But Jesus Christ, he says this in John 14, 6. He told the disciples, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come through the Father, but through me. Jesus is the only way you and I are going to reach heaven. Jesus is the only way that you and I experience a relationship with the Father. There's no other way. There's no other ideology. The crowd, if they don't believe in this, are not right. The loudest noise in the room is not always the most correct. Sometimes the silent ones are the ones who actually carry the wisdom. And so we have to look at the motives behind what, is, what are people saying and what's going on. And if it's not biblical and it's not righteousness and it's not truth, biblical truth, then we've got to question it. And you might think, well, I've just slammed a whole lot of ideologies. But we need to be very, very wise in the coming days. We need to have our eyes opened and our hearts awakened because... Uh, The enemy loves to put the road of deception and the road of truth really close together so we can't tell the difference. And so we need to have such clarity and discernment to know what is truth. 
And that's when we go back to Scripture. And let me tell you, you know, it, like I said, at, at universities and, and even in the workplace, and you can be made to feel really small for believing biblical truth. In fact, people may make you feel like you're the one who doesn't love people if you don't believe that homosexuality is the right way of living because you're made to feel bad. You don't love people. That is, that is weaponizing words. It's weaponizing words. Love isn't accepting of every type of behavior that goes on in the world. If that were the case, do whatever you like, free for all, no rules, no politics, no policemen, no nothing. Because why would we need anything of that? Why would we have any boundaries in life? Who sets the boundaries? If we can't have integrity and biblical morality, then who sets the boundaries? The majority are not right. I want to make sure you hear that today because you're going to be made to feel really small in many ways in the coming days. If you stand for Jesus and if you stand for righteousness and if you stand for truth. I met with a, a senator this week and he's a good, good man of integrity and godliness. And, and uh, unfortunately, they asked me to run for politics and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Karen already asked me that. And I said, no. But... Um, but there is a need in the political arena, and this is, this is not a, um, a recruiting seminar, but there is a need in our political arena for really, really upstanding men and women who will stand for truth and righteousness. It's not an easy thing to do in your workplace, in your family, in your relationships, in your school, in your university. I think uh, look, over the years recognizing our university students and talking to them over the years, I think that is possibly one of the hardest environments for Christians to stand because of the mocking of Christianity openly. The mocking, if you believe in Christianity and you believe in, in, in male and female and biblical truths and creation, and they, I mean, you're just made to feel like the size of a pea. The majority are not right. The majority do not rule when it comes to the truth and the life and what is to come. The Bible overrides everything. It overrides everything. Every feeling that you've ever had, the Bible overrides it. Every thought, every ideology that comes against truth, the Bible overrides everything. Everything the enemy can throw at us, and who knows what 2022 is going to going to come. We don't know, do we? We don't know what it's going to look like, what strains and what things and things are going to come out of the woodwork, whatever. The Bible overrides all of that. So there's one thing we can be certain of in this season and in these coming years is that if we stand on the Bible, we're standing on the rock. We're standing on truth. We're standing on righteousness. And we're all going to have little different opinions about global events and things like that. And that's okay, because ultimately that's not life or death. It's not life or death. But what we're talking about here is your soul, your eternity, your life, death and resurrection with the King, the King of Kings. So I want to ask you today, where do you sit face to face with Jesus? Where do you sit when you weigh up your life and your heart and your behaviours and your life, when you're face to face with Jesus, because let me tell you, there's coming a day where your eyes are going to see the fiery eyes of Jesus Christ. And that day may not be too far away. 
His eyes are going to gaze into your eyes and no matter who we are, the strongest of people will not be able to stand. We can't fake it when the eyes of Jesus are gazing into our eyes. And he's going to look upon your eyes and my eyes and he's going to, he's going to do a review. And if we've given our life to him, then we get a pass into heaven. It's called salvation. And you may have never heard this or maybe you've heard this 10 million times. Well, I want to say it one more time. I want to guarantee you that if you give your life to Jesus or you have not been walking with Jesus up until this point, give your life to him today because he is the reason you are here. Not all the other stuff, all the busyness, all the stress, all the strain, all of that is worthless, worthless if it's not for him. The Bible says in the end times, things will be tested by fire. And what is burnt up like chaff and what remains. And we want to make sure if we've given our lives to Jesus that we remain with him. Not all the other stuff, all the good works, all the other stuff. It's worthless if our heart and our soul is not connected to our Savior. I want you to stand this morning and the band are going to come. Just remember this. The mass crowd chanted, give us Barabbas. That's what the crowd said. Give us Barabbas. And the mob mentality kicked in and more of them said, give us Barabbas. And they all started chanting. You've probably seen it on the, the movies and read it in scripture. That's what happens when a mob mentality, when a propaganda, when a lie gets spewed out there. Make sure we don't fall for it. Because right now, we're saying, give us Jesus. We're saying, give us Jesus. We need Jesus. We need a move of God more now than ever before. When God moves, people's hearts are softened. When God moves, people en masse are awakened to the truth of Jesus Christ. No good preaching, no good meetings, buildings, what, no man buns. I can see man buns are in. There's two, you know, I'm thinking about doing that. What do you think? Man bun? No good fashion, no good nothing, 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 nothing. All of that's going to be burnt up in the fire. But if Jesus Christ is present in a room, in a community, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Are you walking with Jesus today? Are you walking with Jesus right now in your life? Have you given your life to Him or have you swayed away from Him? Have you distanced yourself from Him? Because today is a perfect day to get close to Him. You might have had parts of your life that you just haven't let Him in and it's just been too hard. There's been habits, there's been behaviours, there's stuff. Disappointments and doubts and anxiety. All of that stuff, I want to encourage you today, right now, give it to Him. I want everyone just to close your eyes. We're going to take a minute just for you to get right with Jesus. If you need to this morning, the greatest season to give your life to Jesus is Christmas. It changes everything. He changes everything. So I want to encourage you to do that this morning. All you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to live for you. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. I'm yours. Or if you've been living away from Him and He's not been a big part of your life and you know you need to get right with Him, all you need to say is, Jesus, I'm yours. I'm yours. From this day onwards, I'm yours. 
Forgive me and wash me of all the other stuff. Let it be burnt up in the fire. I'm yours, Jesus. Make sure you do that this morning. And with every eye closed, I want to ask you if you just gave your life to Jesus or prayed that recommitment to Him this morning, all I'm going to ask you to do is just put up your hand. I just want to pray where you are. Just put up your hand so I can pray with you. And I want to just pray and bless those people who have just recommitted. Yeah, that's awesome. Recommitted or given their lives to Jesus. Lord, I pray this morning a blessing. Lord, I pray a blessing upon those ones who have committed their life to you this morning. I pray that you would come and meet with them, strengthen them, give them your presence and power and your truth would reside in them. And Lord, we do ask that you would come and awaken our region by your power and your presence that you would sweep across this city with an unprecedented move of the Spirit of God to save the lost, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to cleanse the lepers. Holy Spirit, we say come. Come and move upon us, upon this generation, upon the next generation, we pray. We're going to worship Him just for a couple of minutes and then you can go and share some time together. I want you just to sing and lift your hands and let's worship our King this morning together.